What's up, future PTAs? I have a quick announcement before we get started with today's episode. On Sunday, June 25th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we'll be hosting our quarterly last-minute review session. We do this before every exam to make sure everybody feels pretty good to go when it comes to exam day. This is a probably four to five hour long review session where we're going to cover a ton of topics that are almost all but guaranteed to show up on the exam and give you a lot of advice for exam day to make you feel super prepared while you're taking your exam in July. So the link to register is down in the description in the show notes. Now on to the show. What's up, everybody? I just want to talk about a topic real quick that a lot of you guys have been asking me about in regards to like exam like results and why they take so long to come out. So I did a video about this on Instagram, but I kind of want to further explain it through this YouTube video, podcast, training video, whatnot. Um, I kind of want to explain to you guys that the reason why it takes so long for your results to come out is because they're trying to make sure that the people who do pass really did pass and that the people who did fail really do need to go back and go for another attempt. So if you're in one of these two categories where you barely passed or you barely failed, understand it's not the FSVT out to get you or they think you're going to be a terrible person. This is just from a liability standpoint, they want to make sure that you've truly answered enough questions correctly and had enough clinical decision making that they do 100% feel comfortable with you going out and training with a legal license and assuming responsibility for patient care. So nobody's out to get you. Nobody thinks that you're a terrible person and your worth is not determined by a test score. So with that being said, let's kind of talk about this. So you'll, if you guys have not taken the exam before, or you're going to take the exam soon in the future, what's the most important thing to understand is that the exam results will take about a week to come out. They take a week to come out because they want to make sure that everybody who, um, passed the exam actually did pass and who didn't who failed did fail so what they do is when you take the exam let's say you got like an 80 percent on the exam that's like really high you, you pass like the the highest like point that i've ever seen that an exam like like 70 percent has been the highest i've ever seen the passing score need to be to pass the npt usually it's like in the mid 60s like i just say like 65 to 70 percent is like what you need to pass the exam um, so with that being said, if you're scoring like an 80% or a 90 or whatever, honestly, if you score above a 90, they just slap you with an 800 and say, okay, you're good. If you're scoring that high on the exam, and this is taking into account all the questions that do count, um, you're good. You just passed. You're all good. Um, if you scored like a 30% or something, then you, that was really, really bad. They just automatically fail you. Those are not the people that the boards is looking at. The boards is looking at the people who are within like 10 points of passing. So 590 to a 610. Those are the people that the boards is looking at. What they're looking at is how did you answer all of these questions? What were the trends in your questions? And let's go through this group of people and look at the specific questions that people are missing. And let's make sure that the questions that we asked are actually going to be fair enough questions to put on this exam. That's also what they're looking at when it comes to the, the boards. Those are mainly done with a statistical analysis. They'll run ANOVAs and everything of the 50 questions that don't count. So then they can see if they're good for future tests. But they'll also go zoom in on that little point of people between like a 590 and a 610. And they're going to like, because like people could score. If you guys have ever bought your score report, you'll see there's no like number of questions correct. Because I could get like, let's say that on the exam, I required 95 questions to get it correct. Um, so my friend, let's say I have a friend who got like 120, right? They're just passing. Friend who got like, let's say like 70, they just automatically failed them. But let's say me and my friend got like a 95 
both on this one. And so we're right at that cusp of the passing level. They're going to zoom in on our test and see how we answered all the questions on the test. So this is where I tell you guys that certain test questions are going to be weighted more than others. That's why when people say, well, I only failed by like four questions, you could have failed by like one and it was like a really important one. Or maybe you failed by like eight that were like not as important. The boards does not weigh every single question equally. A question that asks you a simple one of, okay, I'm lifting my arm overhead. What muscle is that using? Like maybe anterior deltoid, maybe you accidentally put middle deltoid or something like that. They're not going to be mad at you about something like that. They're going to penalize you very harshly for missing a question that's like a patient has is doing a wheelchair transfer and they don't lock the brakes. Like what's the most important thing with a wheelchair transfer to make sure the brakes are locked before you do anything else, right? Before you take off the thing, before you do anything, before you let go of the patient, make sure the wheelchair brakes are locked. Maybe you put like for your first thing was just like have the patient scoot to the edge, but you didn't lock the wheelchair. Like that is a big safety thing. And they're worried about that. That's what they care more about. Cause you not knowing what muscle this is using is less dangerous than you not locking the wheelchair. Also, maybe it's something of like, which one of these is like, how often should you turn a patient in bed? Like every two hours, maybe you're saying like every eight hours, like that's dangerous. Cause then that could cause skin breakdown. Like, do you see how those more safety oriented questions that could be distributed through any of the different sections, those safety questions are weighted so much more heavily than any other question on the exam. So you got to make sure that those are the questions you're really answering, right? And that you pick the most safe, appropriate option for the patient because they will penalize you if it comes down to the wire of like, oh, did I actually answer enough questions right or not? So that's why they will zoom super close in and possibly fail somebody and pass somebody else who answered the same amount of questions correctly. So I hope that that helps you guys understand it and realizes that the boards is fair about, and they will look closely at your exam. Sometimes it takes a little bit for um, them to get through everybody's exam, especially as we get into like the more heftier exams of like the April and July exams, people, those tend to take a little bit longer for everything to come out. But just want to let you guys know, the boards is fair on how they evaluate students who take the exam. And if you barely don't pass, that means that there was maybe one or three like grade trends that or like trends and questions that you need to make sure you get right. Because again, at the end of the day, the boards is a safety test and just wants to make sure you're not going to kill anybody as you go into the clinic. So that's why those questions that are more about making sure you don't kill somebody are more heavily weighted than just a simple, what do you do? Like with this patient, like what's an appropriate intervention for patellofemoral pain syndrome? And it would be like glutes that's fine. If you don't work the glutes, the person might not feel great, but they're not going to die. If you don't roll your patient who's immobilized, they they could get a pressure injury. It opens up, it gets infected and they die. So do you see how the boards is more focused on questions like that at the end of the day? Now you have to know everything. You have to make sure you know everything, but the boards will zoom in really closely and that process can take some time. So if you end up being on the wrong side of this, understand it doesn't mean that you're a bad person and that you don't know anything and that you're going to kill somebody. It just means that maybe those are the questions that you're messing up and that you need to look a little bit more closely at. All right, guys, I hope this was helpful and informative and um, gives you guys a realization that it does take a week for the exam results to come back. So plan something to do in that week between when you take the exam and you find your, your results. Do something fun. Apply for jobs. Go on vacation. One of my students just said they hopped on a plane to Mexico. They took their exam, packed, and went to Mexico for the for like five days. I was like, 
do that, do something fun, get your mind off of it. Um, because there's nothing you can do. Once you take that exam, once you submit your results, nothing you can do. It's in the hands of the FSBBT. And if you don't get the result that you want, guys, let me know. I'm here to help. I will help you get that result that you do want. All right, guys, take care. And I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the PTA Elevation Podcast. We look forward to continually serving you as you embark on your journey towards becoming a licensed physical therapist assistant. We thank you for your continued support and we'll see you in the next episode.